0: through the woodland through the valley comes a horseman wild and free tilting at the windmills passing who can the brave young horseman be he is wild but he is mellow he is strong but he is weak he is cruel but he is gentle he is wise but he is me reaching for his saddlebag he a
1: battered book into his of a well-rounded, complicated human being, we are yes. all a John. Sometimes we are all a Carry. You know, mm-hmm. um, it changes around. But I feel like, especially in the second half of Don Quixote, I have been trying to carry the lance to ride Rocinante to the end. And the book just keeps beating you up, and you're like Craig. Why?
0: <laughs> it keeps wrapping me up in a blanket and throwing me around. But also, I'm kind of smart sometimes.
1: Yeah, yeah, <laughs> no. And I, I say smart things, and everyone's like, "Yeah, it kind of sounds weird, though."
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, like he's so—it's he's so smart. It's such a shame about all the things the that are wrong his, with the rest <laughs> of his deal. Yeah, <laughs>
1: yeah. Welcome to our penultimate episode. Uh, on Don Quixote Jack and Little Mill, here by Miguel de Cervantes, translated by Eth Grossman. Um, we're gonna cover chapters 48 through 60 of the second part mm-hmm. of the book, the real
0: second part, the real by second, real Miguel That's de Cervantes. Very important
1: in this section, <laughs> it sure is. <laughs> Uh, Andrew, what do you remember from last
0: time? Boy, I so we're still d- knee deep in this Duke and Duchess thing yeah. where these are Don Quixote hardcore fans, true fans who have decided to only fans. Spend, no, not only. <laughs> no Don Quixote only fans, please. <laughs> Oh, he probably attacked the fans thinking that they were monsters. Yeah, probably. What's a windmill, but a giant fan. It's only a fan. You're right. It's only a fan. Uh, And they are spending no small part of their wealth and time. And just a short life on this earth. (laughs) Make this guy think that he's actually being beset by the stuff that up until now he's mostly invented in his head. Yeah. And so they had given Sancho Panza a real governorship of a real town, not an insula. They keep calling it that, even though many people in this section point out that it is impossible to have a landlocked insula. Yeah, that's true. Uh Uh-huh. So yeah, he's being a governor. He's kind of doing okay. And Don Quixote is sort of cooling his heels a little bit. just kind of marking time. I feel like his, the stuff that he is up to, in this last part of the Duke and Duchess saga, is not as interesting as what Sancho is doing.
1: It's way less interesting. He last we saw him, he got hit with a bag of cats, and he's kind of on the mend. And his arc in like most of these chapters is like, you know, sitting around's just not for me.
0: Yeah, this doesn't work for me. Um, no, I feel this is what happens when you have a TV show and you design like a, you have your main character and you have whatever. And then you've got this like secondary character, the Urkel, like Urkel. Oh. yeah, like <laughs> Urkel, who becomes the breakout character. Yeah, and then the sh- the work slowly evolves to be about them. Uh huh. And like the robots and and like handsome potions that they make. Yes, and not about like your grounded, <laughs> realistic <laughs> night errant depiction book of family in Chicago. Yeah, and so yeah, I think maybe Sancho Panza is the breakout character of Don Quixote. Oh,
1: totally. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, utterly. Mm-hmm. Um, he's the reason that the the whole magic flying wooden horse stuff in the last section was cool. Yeah, no. It wasn't because of Don Quixote.
0: No, Don Quixote is just kind of along for the ride at this point.
1: And I don't want to be mean to Don Quixote. I actually, there's a strain of sadness to him in this section
0: that really kind of got to me. There is the the moment where they get to an inn, and Don Quixote is like, "Oh, this is just an inn. Oh man, and it's not a really castle. hurt." And I do, I do wonder if we're building to something. Maybe these chapters felt
1: like things were coming home to roost like yeah.
0: and i but at the same time i also wonder like because he had people actually providing the the adventures and the you know the effects and the foley and stuff for, <laughs> for all of his adventures for a while maybe being out in the real world makes him I don't know, now that he's quote-unquote seen so many fantastical oh, things, sure. yeah. he can see the real world for what it is now.
1: Yeah, there's also some things that he wants to happen that have been put off that he would really like to wrap some stuff
0: up. He would like Sancho to please get on giving himself those lashes, please, yeah. so that Dulcinea is pretty again. Yeah. Um. So we'll go th- quickly, I think, through the
1: Don Quixote stuff, Andrew. I don't know that we need to bop back and forth... Uh, until they meet together right
0: no i don't think so either
1: the main thing that goes on with don quixote that one of the duenas the real duena these dolorous duenas um she comes to him with a problem her daughter was besmirched by a guy uh they get beat up by the duchess and the other servant in the middle of the night uh don Quixote's like hey maybe i'll leave um And then her daughter shows up, and they're like, hey, can you fight the guy who was supposed to marry her? And the Duke's like, well, he's gone, but my foot soldier can fight for him instead. We'll just prank everybody. And lo and behold, uh, this is after Sancho even comes back. um, That guy falls in love with the girl, and then they lock him in the
0: basement. Well, and then he's like, i'm not I'm actually not going to fight Don Quixote because I do just want to marry this girl now, yeah, and so I'm gonna do that." And yes. so everybody ends up pretty much happy, I guess,
1: I, yeah, I don't know that at all. They do lock him in the basement for two weeks. We
0: That's don't really see long. the
1: conclusion of all of that, but Don Quixote and Sancho leave. um mm-hmm. the Sancho stuff is way more interesting because Sancho's it's just still a being governed stuff happening.
0: a lot of stuff is happening, and it's a lot of stuff we haven't seen
1: before. Okay, so first we see him in chapter 49.
0: He's doing like, he's out on patrol. <laughs> <laughs> and he's also continuing to hold forth and dispense his many yeah. surprisingly insightful wisdoms. He's that taking his is judgment to at.
1: the street, Andrew. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I didn't really get the import of one guy wants money from another guy because he's a ga- he gambled real good and didn't tip the the witness to the gambling uh-huh and then sancho's like no you do have to give him a lot of money and you also need to get out of town cuz yeah.
0: gambling's bad <laughs> you give him your his tip and then <laughs> you take that tip money and leave town forever he does get or for like 10 years yes. or whatever it's like it's a specific sentence that he gives him he
1: says something like i would love to shutter all the casinos and i think one of the guys serving as his advisors like can't do that wealthy guys run the casinos and i was like man that's real cervantes
0: and something sancho comes upon during his time as a governor is like he realizes Like, you don't want to try to exercise power and have someone rebuff you, because then it's clear that you don't have power. Mm. And instead, the better thing is, like, not to make laws, because if you don't do anything, people might think that you have power and are intimidating.
1: (laughs) Yeah, his relationship to power is interesting. He does come up with the Constitution of Sancho Panza.
0: Yeah, and it seems fine, I guess. He's got a lot of weird rules in there. Cervantes seems taken by it yeah he thinks it's funny or seed himet or whoever it is that we're
1: yeah more on that a little bit later I think Um, but yeah there's like a girl who's locked up in her house by her dad runs around with her brother that the only reason that's in there I think is so that Sancho will think of his family and his daughter specifically and wanting to marry her to this stranger which is important when we Travel back to Sancho's home village.
0: Yeah, that. So, the part where we go to <laughs> S- Teresa, Panza, and Sanchica? San- Ch- San- San- Sanchica, Sancha. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's called at various points. This feels like it for the Duke and Duchess is getting a little mean. It, when will it end? I, it feels a little mean to me.
1: They send a guy to deliver letters to Teresa Panza.
0: Uh huh. Just talking about what a great governor Sancho is, and how she's gonna come and be the governess, and their you know their life's gonna change forever and be great. And it's like this is this is mean. I don't like this this game anymore. <laughs>
1: it sends her like a cool necklace and some cool clothes. I think and she, she asks
0: for some acorns she back asks in return. For acorns.
1: And Teresa gets them herself, wishes they were bigger and better acorns.
0: Yeah, they're not great acorns. I don't think they're in season.
1: I did like the part where the the Ponza family all speaks in bizarre, busted idioms. idioms. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think I think his daughter's like, you know, Dad's used to say all this crap all the time, and it's not always great, but it's how we communicate. Like, <laughs> one of those things. I just... Oh, the other thing that popped up, because this is back in also Quixote's hometown, is that that guy, Carrasco, the bachelor, hears of this. The guy who pretended also to become be a knight
0: errant, yes.
1: I just would love this guy to be in this book. I really
0: <laughs> would love for this. You want there to be a, an evil foil to Don Quixote? I
1: really do. I've been saying this for months since I was introduced to this idea, and it would be really nice if he was in this book. But he's not, unfortunately. It's a shame.
0: I'm just going to read some of the many great works that Sancho Panza did while he was governor. Please, Please, He lowered the price of all footwear, especially shoes, because it seemed to him they were sold at an exorbitant price. He put a cap on the salaries of servants, which were galloping unchecked along the road of greed. He imposed very serious penalties on those who sang lewd and lascivious songs, lascivious, 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 lascivious. lascivious. lascivious? yeah. Uh, either by night or day, he ordered that no blind man could sing verses about miracles unless he carried authentic testimonies to their truth, because it seemed to him that most of the ones blind men sang about were false, bringing those that were true into disrepute. (laughs) He created and appointed a bailiff for the poor, not to persecute them, but to examine them to see if they were really were poor, because in the shadow of feigned cripples and false wounds come the strong arms of thieves and very healthy drunkards. In short, he ordained things so good that to this day they are obeyed in that village and are called the constitution of the great governor Sancho Panza. So Sancho really interested in shoes, really interested in means testing. Yeah. <laughs> really interested in regulating the like soothsaying industry. Uh-huh. It's a it's a mixed bag, I
1: think. I he is but a mixed bag. I yeah. did the the standout case that he adjudicates. I did really like
0: yeah he's still doing that
1: um and and it all has to do with whether or not
0: he's had enough food to eat <laughs> that he could be a good judge he wouldn't be Sancho if he weren't um, thinking thinking with his stomach but I know? liked this riddle
1: uh it's about a land where someone has set up a bridge yep where if you're gonna cross the bridge you have to like swear that you're not lying
0: and you have to tell the truth about
1: why you're crossing the bridge. I don't know if it's bridge. about what you're crossing the bridge yeah. to do,
0: or if it, but you have to tell the truth.
1: And then when you cross over, if you've told the truth, then they'll let you go. And, one guy, and if you don't tell the truth, they hang you. And one guy's like, I'm going to cross this bridge, and I'm going to
0: hang. Mm-hmm. And they're like, we don't know what to do with this conundrum. <laughs> and he's created, yeah, he's broken a logic computer, like in an old episode of Star Trek. Yes. With this riddle.
1: And Sancho's judgment is that on balance, he has done good and evil here and better to presume innocence
0: and reward the goodness and show mercy yeah sancho comes down on the side of mercy long long speech that don quixote gave him before Uh he became a governor yes
1: but he is a little nervous about losing his governorship as he tells quixote in a letter because he was told about those spies and he is sort of waiting for that shoe to drop um
0: And just very distressed about the food situation. Very distressed. Continually, yeah.
1: Um, And then there's an attack on the village, quote unquote.
0: There's an attack on the village, and everybody comes into Sancho Panza's room and is like, hey, governor, you got to come up out and lead us. And here, we're going to strap two shields. Two shields (laughs) on you. We're going to sandwich you in between two shields. And Of course, everybody. It's just everybody making fun of him.
1: Yeah, they knock him down. They run all over him.
0: And it's very, you know, it's very tossed around in a blanket esque. Mm-hmm. And then after, after the bruise is done, he gets up and he goes to his donkey and he renounces his governorship and he leaves.
1: Yeah, he got dirt kicked at him on the playground, and he picked up his glove and went home. <laughs> he gets right on his donkey. He declares that he hates being a governor. He's not meant for it. Mm-hmm. It's not meant. And for he would him. rather,
0: you know, he'd rather be in danger all the time, but get good stuff to eat then be a governor and not get anything to eat is the long and short of it yes and
1: he keeps saying he keeps saying something to the effect of like i came here naked i'm leaving here naked my name's sancho panza Mm -hmm. uh and he tries to ride his donkey back to the duke's house he falls in a hole
0: that's yeah that was unnecessary i do wonder if (laughs) Cervantes is maybe running out, of, running out of ideas a little bit because what we got all this like <laughs> fantastical like you attack the windmills and you then you attack the water mills and then you've got this Duke and Duchess who are playing this elaborate game of punk on these two people who I mean haven't done any lasting harm to anybody <laughs> no and probably don't deserve this the depth of, of uh, what's the word I want just the amount of ripping that they're getting yeah. these people yeah um he does he falls in a hole and then yeah and then Cervantes is like what if what if he just fell in a regular hole <laughs> what if he just fell into a regular hole and couldn't get out of the hole uh um, what if that what was that what if that was the next adventure that befell our dear sancho panza is he's in a hole now
1: and he, he like crawls through a tunnel. I if anything it serves to unite Quixote and Panza specifically before like the duke and duchess are involved. Yeah, I guess. Like I don't I don't like it as another thing that has to happen to Sancho, but
0: Cuz he just falls in a regular hole.
1: <laughs> yeah. And that's what happens to him. The the thing I skipped over which is not a it's like um initially i was like what is this section you remember that section when he was going down the road on his donkey and he just like met a dude he knew yeah who was dressed as a pilgrim
0: Uh uh-huh um he's a guy who'd been like forcibly converted to christianity according to one of the footnotes yeah
1: yeah so the expulsion of the moriscos uh in 1609 um these were the moorish you know, Muslim descendants still in Spain who had been forced to convert to Christianity and then were kicked out of Spain anyway um, by King Philip III. And this, like, on its own, I was like, that wasn't necessary because he's just like, hey, Sancho, and he's like, hey, guy, um, what's his name, wrote. Row, oh, row. it's like a cheese. Yeah. Um, and he's like, hey, uh, that's <laughs> a good <laughs> ricotta. <laughs> um, and it's just, you know, I found this article in the New York Times uh, from 2005 regarding Cervantes' multi- multicultural dreamer. Um, There's a lot of writing about like the current last like 10 years of immigration crises in Europe, like that, all of this stuff is serious you know, related to things that are centuries old. It's just a more interesting passage than I gave it credit for because like Cervantes has invented a translator of this work that is also like an Arabic guy, right? He has mentioned other like Jewish traders and markets and things like, and these are all people that were forcibly kicked out of Spain that Mm -hmm. Cervantes, I don't know. The thing that struck me about this thinking about it more is that, I thought that the world of Don Quixote aside from the things up related to these two characters was pretty static and this is at least one ep- like bit of evidence that the to me the reader that the like the real world is happening alongside these characters. Sure. Like a lot of the like things aren't what they used to be, seems to really be focused on Don Quixote's perspective as a guy who really thinks knight errants are cool and everyone's like, that's not a real thing.
0: Yeah. But instead. Except, that, and then the people who are like, oh, this is a real thing, are <laughs> well, really mean to them.
1: Yeah, that's which doesn't seem nice at all. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I, th- I thought that was an interesting diversion in a book where most of the diversions are like, really like,
0: Sancho fell in a pit yeah Sancho fell in an open or, pit
1: <laughs> or when they decide to leave the Duke and Duchess and the servant who's been teasing Don Quixote like won't let them leave before she teases him one more time she
0: teases him man I don't get any of this Alvisa the, Dora, alti- the, the Dora, Alta Vista Alta <laughs> Vista yeah I don't I don't get her whole deal because then she accuses them of stealing some stuff and then the Duke is like, "Oh, this is a funny joke. I'm gonna play along with this." And he's like, "Did you steal that stuff?" And Don Quixote and Sancho are like, "Well, not all of it." <laughs> and then Alta Vista says, "Yeah, no, you're right. I have my, I have all my stuff right here. Sorry." Yeah. And then they leave. Uh huh. I I am ready to be done, Quixote. <laughs> <laughs> the the with this at the, this point. Yeah, the prank stuff. It's like.
1: We are we've already done the servants in the Dukedom are like rogue pranksters
0: bit. Yeah, like before, Don Quixote already got his face scratched off by a cat. Which wasn't part of the plan. No. So I
1: don't know. The and the book is, is clearly trying to move on from this. I don't know why it's in here. Anyway. Yeah.
0: But the so this brings you know, they travel a little bit, they do a little bit of classic Don Quixote Sancho like discussing bickering i don't know if there's anything in this that you want to highlight or if we can just kind of uh just that it. i
1: vibed with the part where don quixote was like man i was kind of tired of being a guest in someone else's house i kind of just want to be out on my own and i was like yeah i've been that i've felt that way <laughs> where you where it's like people are extending hospitality to you and that's nice but like you want to be in your own bed you want yeah you want to make a meal on your terms yeah you don't want to have people throw cats at your face when they want to. Not again. Not again. I did that once already. Mm-hmm. So, and then what? They meet the people in the woods with the nets?
0: Yeah, they, they stumble into these green nets, and then they meet some very beautiful, like, shepherds, I guess. Who've
1: heard of him. They're running yeah. a commune in the
0: woods. Rad. Uh, And to prove I keep waiting to re-meet that one woman who walked away into the woods yeah in the first book you remember yeah. her i do i do remember yeah. her
1: i also remember that like really love lauren guy running around in the mountains
0: remember that yeah, guy no his his thing his whole thing got solved though didn't it? he could still come back though with the no with, with like the shakespeare style no his story's done already okay
1: you're right it's true the two friends
0: um Well, and that's yet another thing. (laughs) Uh, But no, they did like a good wife swap and they were all, everybody was happy about (laughs) it.
1: They did the wife swap.
0: They did do a wife swap. Man, Don Don Quixote invented everything. But the lady who wandered away into the woods, I just like to see her again and see how she's doing. Yeah. Yeah. Her story, I mean, her story can end with her just like, I want to be single and live in the woods. And then she goes off and nobody ever sees her again. Like, that's fine. But I do, I did, I. I did get like a you're going to be a recurring yeah. character, and I'll see you again next season. Sure, vibe from that lady. Sure, I'll see you next season. Yeah, yeah, uh-huh. like That's, two episodes per season. You, you feel, get like a two parter. You feel
1: them. that way about her the same way that I feel about Carrasco. Like mm-hmm. the bring back our favorite characters. Um, yeah, the I was a little confused as to why Don Quixote felt the need to prove his valor to the commune hot shepherdesses by saying, (laughs) I will go stand in the street and yell about how hot you are to anyone who will listen. Let me, watch me do it. And they're like, you really don't have to. And he's like, I'm going to go stand in the street and yell about how hot you are.
0: I'm trying to figure out on a scale from solving street harassment to creating additional street harassment <laughs> where this scheme like falls on that spectrum
1: yeah and is this like has this allyship ship rack like wrapped around back to just being <laughs> harassment
0: well just if you if you if a guy it's okay so a guy does bad horrible stupid like in passing street harassment yeah and you uh-huh. say to him okay You'll, I'll. If will you go out in the middle of the street and yell that in front of everybody instead of just like yelling it in passing, <laughs> because you think there will be no consequences? You know what I mean? Like I'm trying to figure out if it's a if it's an effective deterrent or if it's just rewarding bad behavior. And think, I'm not sure what.
1: I think the world of Don Quixote thinks it's rewarding bad behavior because he immediately gets run over by a bunch of horses.
0: Yeah, and he gets really bummed out by it. This is, I did. There are parts of Don Quixote that were directed by uh, Chuck Jones, the legendary (laughs) Looney Tunes director. Yes. That's exactly the vibe when. And that's what this is. uh, A
1: bunch of guys just run over Don Quixote and Sancho. And then um, Don Quixote doesn't want to eat anymore. He wants to starve to death. He's so sad about how his life is going.
0: And Sancho's like, why don't you? You're not yourself when you're hungry. Have a Snickers and go to sleep. (laughs) and
1: and (laughs) you're right and Don Quixote's like well it'd really help if you kind of slapped your butt a little bit and Sancho's like I'll do it
0: tomorrow bud let's go yeah Don Quixote's still trying to get these lashes going and Sancho's like yeah don't don't worry they'll happen
1: and those those are the lashes that the Duke and Duchess set up in one of their pranks that said that if Sancho smacked his butt 3,300 times then Dulcinea would go back to normal and Mm -hmm. Don Quixote could have her Mm-hmm. Um,
0: Sancho, who appears to have at this point totally forgotten that he invented the fiction that Dulcinea is an ugly peasant <laughs> what, in the first no, place. No, he's been convinced that it was an enchantment. Yeah. Because they That's what I'm saying. He's like, he's he is he does not remember where this came from no. anymore. He just takes it as true. <laughs>
1: it's its own story now. Um this is when they go to the inn that is actually an inn, Andrew. And they read the false Quixote. Or they hear well, so they hear, they, they hear from the people in Kijote. the
0: next room talking about Don Quixote, uh-huh. and one of them is like, "Man, this second book's not very good." And this, I don't like that he falls out of love with Dulcinea. And Don Quixote's like, "What?" Don Quixote, yeah, Kool Aid man's through the wall into the next room, and and th- so in the forward to the second part of yeah. the book, uh-huh. there was a mention of. You know, uh, Cervantes had been, had been writing this for a little while, but, you know, toward the end, like the middle or the end, he learns of the second Don Quixote book that's out there. And yes. I think that that corresponds to this section in the Directly. book because all of a sudden he starts talking about how this Don Quixote and Sancho in this book are totally fake and they are, are not characterized correctly and they're doing all this dumb stuff and that this book sucks. And that I, Don Quixote, will not read this book because I don't want the person who wrote the book to have the satisfaction of knowing that I'm mad. Uh-huh. It's all just one long drill tweet from Cervantes <laughs> being like, Don't put it in the newspaper that I got mad.
1: <laughs> I like that the two guys who are reading it in the in the inn, they're they're clearly liking Sancho Panza in particular.
0: They're liking both of them, and they're like, "This is these are the guys I came for." These, yes, these guys have the mix of madness and brilliance that that means they could only be the the genuine articles. Correct.
1: Yes. Um, and they, uh, Don Quixote says he's going to Zaragoza for jousting, and one of the guys is like, "Yo, that's in the book," and Fake You does a terrible job there, and that part sucks and Don Quixote is like well then i'm never going there i'm not doing that anymore <laughs> i will anymore. go to barcelona instead uh-huh um which i i read one of the you know review summaries i was reading to make sure i didn't miss anything was like i think cervantes is just spiting this entire town at that guy's expense
0: yeah <laughs> whatever yeah.
1: cool um so they travel for a few days they're going to go to barcelona Don Quixote, in this is when um, Sancho is sleeping, Don Quixote is now reflecting on a lot of the stuff that's happened to him, which he doesn't mm-hmm. often do. Yeah, then not he have some dreams he or something? He has some dreams about like the cave and about Dulcinea and some of his adventures. He's getting wound up and he just gets real mad. He's like, what if I whip Sancho? <laughs> Jeez. And he starts pulling down Sancho's pants and Sancho uh-huh. wakes up and gets really mad and Sancho beats him. Sancho pins him to the ground, and it's like you yeah. will not whip me.
0: I mean, Sancho eats a lot of food. Yeah, and so I think he would just be strong. He would have more opportunity to build muscle than Don Quixote does.
1: It's just everything we know about these two guys. I would. Ne- this was legitimately shocking to me that Sancho like <laughs> actually pinned Don Quixote. Mm-hmm. That just seems impossible. Usually what bests Don Quixote is a herd of animals he didn't think were animals (laughs) or like his weakness to stones. Mm -hmm. And Sancho didn't have any stones. He just tripped him. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But they do like strike up a truce, um, Mm -hmm. even though the peasant has best of the night. And they bump into a bunch of people hanging
0: from a tree. Well, so like Sancho, yeah, like backs into a tree and like feels feet. He's like like, feels up above his head, and there's a bunch of feet, and it turns out that they hung a bunch of thieves in the trees, and that's how you know you're getting close to Barcelona. But then a bunch of not dead thieves, yeah, (laughs) spring out of the bushes and surround them and start like taking their stuff. And they are led by Ruch
1: Ginar, a famous guy who's like a. Robin Hood S consolo bandit figure. Um mm-hmm. and he's like a cool, he's just a cool guy who's like an honorable thief. And he eventually like gives them back their stuff. He helps a lady who killed her lover because she was jealous. Mm-hmm. He t- like Don Quixote wants to help that lady, and Rokinard's like, no, I shall do it.
0: Yeah, Don Quixote kind of fades into the background of this of this chapter in favor of recounting the the adventures of this this hero bandit. Yes.
1: Um and I, I you know I think that there's something to this chapter as uh roque takes the hero like spot and Sancho beats Quixote. Like Quixote <laughs> is like losing his powers in the narrative and well
0: even maybe even Cervantes is getting a little well, he's bringing tired. it home. Well yeah, 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 yeah. He's
1: he's like actually starting to to show Quixote like have lasting consequences here because I think
0: Yeah, maybe the shine's coming off. Yeah. of this mm-hmm.
1: life of knight errantry. Um and the thing that stood out to me at the end of this passage is when like a like a you know, a bunch of people come by with their carriage and the thieves are going to rob them. But instead, they give them some money that they've stolen. And one of the thieves is like, I hate that our boss is charitable. And <laughs> ginart just kills the guy in front of everyone. Yeah. And is like, this is how I roll.
0: I enjoy ruthlessness in service of goodness. Yeah, <laughs> sure. I'm with it. I mean, if we're going to just live in a society where the ends justify the means, no matter who you are, what you're doing. Like the, the, the ends might as well be good and like mildly virtuous. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Um, and then he writes
1: a letter to his friend in Barcelona. He texts his buddy and he's like, Hey, I'm coming to Barcelona. I'm bringing Don Quixote.
0: Get ready. Yep. And that's where we're at. I to write a letter about a thing that you are, about to do doesn't make a lot of sense to me in in these olden times because well how much faster could the letter get there than you yourself will get there
1: i think it's pretty fast actually because um you know you have your horse you have your stuff you have your dudes you might want to rob some people along the way.
0: Well, and I guess you might want to communicate things in a letter to the person that you don't want to have to like tell them about. And, you know, yes. if you're bringing Don Quixote, you don't have to explain Don Quixote's whole deal to somebody in front of Don Quixote. Correct.
1: There's a lot in the Duke and Duchess passages where they're exchanging letters, and there's a lot of like, is this letter okay to read in front of other people? Or am I going to report out the contents of this letter? Yada, yada, yada. But. I think it's you find a guy who's fast, and you say, "I'm giving you five escudos. Get going, mm-hmm. take this Esk- note. Escudos, escudos, reales. Like it's a u
0: oh, escudos,
1: escudos,
0: escudos, escudos. <laughs> yeah, yeah it's a strong bad territory pretty fast. No, so oh, it did,
1: huh? Didn't it? I liked I liked the <laughs> I liked the setting sun energy of these last few chapters.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Uh, because it actually feels like something is happening to our two main characters, like Sancho being disillusioned with governorship and Quixote being disillusioned with his place in the world.
0: Yeah. And like the entire time up until very re- up until you get to the Duke and Duchess stuff. Really? Yeah. The story engine is Don Quixote's delusion. And now that external events are starting to dictate more of what their adventures are and that they're, I don't know, starting to actually have adventures and that they're getting recognized and that is changing how people are treating them, sometimes for the good and sometimes for the bad. Yeah, I think maybe he, maybe, you know, maybe he doesn't want to be doing the same more. Maybe he doesn't. He just
1: wants to, like, go home and hang out with Dulcinea. Yeah. It would be really nice. Whoever she is. Whoever she is. Because wasn't his plan that he was going to go out and like do a bunch of famous stuff, which would like.
0: When it was like ingratiate him to the King of Spain or something. Yeah, it was a right? very like,
1: nebulous plan that was spurred off by the existence of Don Quixote Part One. Yes. And, but you're right. Because people now, per, now he has been perceived. <laughs> uh he, you know how he moves through the world has inherently been changed. Um you do change things by observing them scientifically yeah.
0: usually. Yeah, that's that's just science. That's just
1: science, baby. That's just
0: science.
1: That's just Sancho.
0: That we should have a cool like a mug that says that's just science baby on it.
1: Yeah, everyone because would that's know the that's that we an say overdue all the overdue mug.
0: Time. Our classic catchphrase. That's just science, baby. That's just science, baby. We need to have a a a business meeting about catchphrases. I feel like we don't have enough of them. Okay. So, that's just science baby's good. Try to be happy is good. We'll come up with some other ones.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Jokes and jokes I, and jokes. Jokes and jokes and jokes. Like I'm I'm flagging on Don Quixote obviously. Yeah, I th- I that's was why thinking for a- next time I might try to see if anybody's written Don Quixote Sancho Panza/fiction. Slash fiction. Okay. And just like, see what that's like. Well, the next Jagged
1: Little Mill is our last episode. So like you bring whatever you need to bring, buddy. All right. I will be there for you as your knight. You're the, you're the panza here. I'm the squire and I've
0: become disillusioned with my insula. Yeah. And the governorship of it. It's true. Um, mm-hmm. You know. I'm just ready to go home with my wife and child and She's tend to my fields. Be so mad at him She's when gonna he comes home mad. and he's not. Well, a it's governor. not even. It's not even all his fault. It's the Duke and Duchess's fault.
1: Yeah, she was rightly skeptical
0: at, at first. Yeah, no, this is just. It's just rich, the idle rich yeah. taking advantage of the the working and delusional poor. And well, I don't. I don't have to good. be here for it. It's not
1: a good time. And welcome
0: to the finale. This is it? Yeah, it's the final countdown. Don, Don Quixote. Such a big Anza. Not to ruin anything, but he dies at the end.
1: I come here to <laughs> bury Don Quixote, not to praise him. Actually, <laughs> we'll praise him probably a little bit. I'll
0: praise him because I think there was an maybe it was just being excited about being. About you know being able to move on to different works, we've enjoyed our time with Don Quixote. Most There's just been, there's been the of it. There's just, just been lead. a lot of just been a lot, and so maybe it was you know the prospect of moving on, or or maybe it was that you know the the last chapters really are like doing wrappy uppy stuff the yeah. whole time in yeah. a way that I didn't necessarily expect them to. Yes, like I like this. I thought it, I I think we we're gonna have a more fun conversation.
1: I think so than the too. Last couple. I we had we had fun good. on the last episode. It was the previous two or three episodes where we were really flagging. I think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um.
0: So he dies at the end.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's true. Well, he told us that was going to happen, and the uh, Cervantes did at the beginning. It's been
0: eighty years. Like, like I don't, I don't, I have no memory. I'm, ju- I'm just saying within
1: the within the fiction, he told us, sure, that Don Quixote wasn't going to make it out of this book. Um, so we are we are covering chapters 61 through 74 of the Edith Grossman translation of Don Quixote by Miguel de Cervantes It's a very long book This is part 2, uh, which was published several years after part 1 And at the end of part 1, Andrew, um, you may remember that Don Quixote was alive Yeah, he was alive And uh, some other Jerko wrote a whole book about Don Quixote, and it made Cervantes big mad.
0: It made Cervantes big mad. So Cervantes spends a lot of time in these last chapters, sort of rehashing things. Like I just wrote in, you know, in my Kindle app at one point in all caps, "Lord save me from another fight about proverbs." Like I just don't <laughs> need to hear it again. Like Sancho uses Proverbs and Don Quixote is like, don't do that. You're bad at it. And then Sancho's like, allow me to use four Proverbs in my response. Yeah, And Don Quixote is like, I just told you not to do that. And it's just, is. it's a, it's one whole chapter. strip of, <laughs> so he's, there's that, there's Don Quixote just begging Sancho Panza over and over again to get those lashes so that he hey. can lift the fake enchantment from...
1: My good Dulcinea. Bud. please whip your butt for my lady. Please whip your butt for my cursed lady. Sounds we'll like talk a about good, that.
0: Good song.
1: Yeah, it's like it's. I don't know why. To me, maybe it's the Don Quixote of it. Feels like it should be sung to the like. Toss a coin to your witcher song. I, f- I feel With like you say it the the way that...
0: No, I think you say it the way that they say roll up roll up for the Magical Mystery Tour at the start <laughs> of the Beatles <laughs> song Magical Mystery Tour.
1: <laughs> yeah, okay. Uh clearly this is going to be a fun episode. Oh, um, it's going to be great. It's going to be wonderful. Let's just do a quick recap of what happened last time because I know you have memories,
0: Andrew. I do. So we'd moved on from the Duke and the Duchess. Yes. The
1: the last two things that happened with the Duke and the Duchess, who, as we know, are
0: just two versions of Ashton Kutcher. um, Two big Don Quixote fans who took it upon themselves to use their considerable means to torture this man and his friend. Yes. I mean, I guess to create entertainment fun situations that would further don quixote's illusions i don't know yeah i don't know what their deal is um the sancho panza uh
1: regime fell apart um and his
0: governorship disappears which he references several times throughout this including one last judgment that he has to (laughs) render True,
1: i like that uh and don quixote battled a fake knight um and that guy got married or something
0: you've been waiting for that shoot a drop for no like no no
1: months. that's in no that's this one i was talking about what happened last time there was oh a, there yes, is, a, is, a, is, yes yes okay but yes, yes the anyway, shoe right does drop um they left the duke and duchess they had some road adventures uh they were originally going to go to zaragoza Uh, But then they encountered people reading the fake Don Quixote, and the fake Don Quixote goes to Zaragoza, and Don Quixote was like, I will not go there.
0: Yeah, and Cervantes, just the entire rest of the book, is like, don't put in the papers that I got mad.
1: (laughs) Please do not. Uh, They met a guy named Rook on the road. He's a real Han Solo of a character, and he killed a guy, but he's a good guy. Mm Mm-hmm. And that's where we pick up here in chapter sixty-one. They've been hanging out with this guy for a few days.
0: I just feel so. There's this guy, this guy, and there's that uh, the person, the the dad of everyone, the lady. Everyone thinks that the lady is a a boy, but then she's a lady, and she tells a tale of woe. And I feel like by the time you get to like this roguish. NPC, and this <laughs> lady with a tale of woe. I don't even feel like Cervantes' heart is really still re- in no. this one at this point. <laughs>
1: He's waving people on and off camera very quickly. Like, mm-hmm. hey, we need a guy who's like kind of cutthroat, but all his people respect him. Um, to be a foil to Don Quixote, great. You met him, he's
0: gone. We're definitely not anywhere near as invested as we were in that like Shakespearean, no wife wife swap situation that happens in book
1: one, where that guy like faked his own death and stuff, Mm
0: -hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, or no, was
1: that this one? Hmm. That might have been in this book, well, that wedding.
0: it's I've I'm willing to bet that more than one person faked their own that's death. But fair. no, I'm talking specifically about like the the guy who's in love with the lady, and then she married somebody else, and then he went and he wandered around in oh, the wilderness. No, that one. And, You're right. Yeah, that's and then different. they all meet up at the inn, and it turns into an episode of Three's Company or yes. something. Like, uh-huh.
1: <laughs> I think overall, like the the biggest this like this set of chapters crystallized for me the, like the biggest difference between book one and book two, and of course like book two is um, way you know it's way more self-aware than even the first book was that like nobody in book 1 has heard of don quixote right mm-hmm. and so he goes somewhere and his highfalutin ideas and this character that he may or may not be playing or think he is is like really at odds and then a long stretch of book 2 is people who know about him exploiting him for their entertainment and like yeah
0: there's a so uh, just, do we want to talk about Carrasco real quick? Do you just want to jump ahead? We can just jump around, jump around, get up can your jump, feet, jump talk up, around. jump up and get down. Yeah. Um, so, Carrasco, who was what was he, the Knight of the Mirrors or whatever? Like, there was a point early in book two where we meet this other knight, and it turns out to be this character, the bachelor from yeah. Don Quixote's home village, and he's trying to Sanson best, Carrasco. He's trying to best Don Quixote in a fight. And bind him by the rules of chivalry to just like go home and chill. Yeah. <laughs> and the first time he fails miserably, but then he comes back a second time in this book as a different knight. The
1: Knight of the White and Moon. He,
0: and he wins. Yeah. And so that's how that, that sets in motion the, the end of the book, the slope that we slide down to get to the, the end of the book. <laughs> <laughs> that Don Quixote's sad body
1: slides down. Yeah, but I guess what Um, you're what you're building to is that conversation um, that he has. So okay, so when when Don Quixote gets to uh, Barcelona uh, instead of Zaragoza or whatever, and he winds up shacking up with this guy named Don Antonio, who is we'll talk about him a little bit more, I'm sure. Yeah, but he loves how silly Don Quixote is and Mm -hmm. how excited everyone is to meet this guy with this cool story. And yes, they can poke fun at him and have some fun with him, but that's like the point of him. Yeah. Right. And when Carrasco confides, I think it's in Don Antonio that like, listen, let me tell you what's going on here. I got to bring this guy home because he's sort of a menace. And Antonio's like, I don't know, man. It's kind of cool that he's out here doing this and we all get to have fun. Yeah, right. And that's like that is the the argument that the world is having about Don Quixote. Like, <laughs> should we dispel his illusion? What do we gain? What does he gain if we convince him to not? be a knight errant anymore
0: mm-hmm.
1: um and i don't know that got really real in these chapters in a way that i think had felt more flippant through the rest of the book
0: yeah so don don antonio follow like so this night of the of the white moon yeah uh, unhorses don quixote makes him promise to not be chivalrous for a whole year just to go home and then the night of the white moon just kind of rides off and so don antonio follows him and enc- encounters him and gets him to spill the beans. And this is where he says, you know, I- I'm Carrasco. I'm the sky from Don yeah. Quixote's village and and etc." et, cetera, et cetera. And Don Antonio is yeah, the exact quote I wanted to find, which I sure. finally found. Yeah. Is, you know, when when uh, Carrasco tells him the whole thing. Oh, senor, said Don Antonio, may God forgive you for the harm you've done to the entire world and wishing to restore the sanity of the most amusing madman in it. Mm hmm. And there's another there's another bit later where um, I, it's one of his friends, I think, in Don, Don Quixote's friends in his village, I think, who is saying, I don't remember if it's his friend or if it's him himself. But the sentiment is like how how great it was to live as a madman and then to die sane. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Yeah. There's this big it's, Cervantes in these chapters. I think mostly because he's mad about the he's so mad about totally it. unlicensed Don Quixote spin-off book is really trying to close the loop on on a lot of stuff. Yeah.
1: And and he's explaining a lot of things very quickly so that they are not open-ended. Even mm-hmm. the stuff that's not related to could there be more adventures of Don Quixote? So like I I I wanted I might be taking away from your point, Andrew, I do apologize. So if you no, have, okay, because okay. um, I think I can connect this. So we go to Barcelona at the beginning of these chapters um, the guy Rook rides off, whatever, he's out of here. Some boys stick some thorns in the horse's butts.
0: There are a lot of mischievous boys mischievous in these chapters. Boys. Did you pick up that there are just these street urchins running around causing trouble all the time? Grossman gets a lot of
1: traction out of using the word boys, because in once those boys stick those
0: thorns in Rosinante's butt it's just like they went to a city and there was like a cloud of boys just like hovering around that they needed to dispar- like I'm, it's just boys everywhere
1: imagine if all the boys from newsies but they were all dennis the menace just running through the streets um causing trouble and so don quixote shacks up with don antonio in barcelona because he's heard that he loves don quixote and don antonio's got this magic gold head in his library
0: oh yeah we're gonna talk about the head
1: and he's like hey don quixote i have this magic head it's a gold bust of a dude's head and it will answer any question you ask it um so but it doesn't work till friday or something
0: (laughs) There, um, because the magic is fake, and uh, our narrator tells ced, us this. Seed Hemet or Hemete or mm-hmm, whatever, mm-hmm. um, who's very who's very visible in these last few yeah. chapters as like a Cervantes surrogate. But yeah, he's like, let me break down for you how this works and why it's fake. Yeah, that and that's- <laughs> because it because it's fake, the magic works very situationally, and <laughs>
1: uh, yeah, that's and that's the point I wanted to make is that like. to to your point about Cervantes kind of closing things off, yeah, the hand of Sid Hamet coming in and being like, no, 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 there's no magic here. It's just a talking head, and it is explicitly a prank. It's very similar to that flying horse, and these people have been shadowing Don Quixote and getting information from him so this guy's cousin in the basement can talk through a tube and tell things to Don Quixote, and you, the, the reader... I'm going to tell you that Sid Hamet has a perfectly good explanation for all of this, and then we're going to move on and never talk about it again. Like there's, yeah. he's just like cool story, bro. Close the door, move on I to the next that's, thing.
0: That's the other big difference between book one and book two, and maybe why it ended up not being as as fun is because in book one, the action is driven almost completely by don quixote's break with reality right yeah he sees a guy like carrying a pot around and he thinks it's a helmet so he challenges him to a fight or he sees a couple like flocks of sheep approaching each other on a plane and he makes up this whole thing about them being armies there's like a a tension between what's real and what's not especially once sancho comes in and starts commenting on stuff but in book two because so many more people are, are aware of him it becomes this thing where you just yeah continually meet these pranksters who set up elaborate but like real things yeah they've put like a lot of work it into them <laughs> it doesn't rely on don quixote like misinterpreting stuff anymore because people are just like throwing what he wants to see at him like directly yeah and i did i it makes it i think if it if it does anything to the story overall it just makes it feel more samey like oh here's we spend so much time with the Duke and the Duchess, and then we meet Don Antonio, who's this whole other guy for some reason, but who's basic basically the deal Duke and the same yeah. thing. Yeah.
1: So, so that's an interesting point because, like, I think I what? Oh, that's fascinating because in the in the part one,
0: yeah, gotcha. What? Well, blew your minds.
1: Well, it's just in part one we had a lot of those. <laughs> we had a lot of those stories that got told by other people, right? And they were these nested tales, the two cucks and whatnot and love them love gotta have my cucks and they were <laughs> stupid, like almost parodies but like loving parodies of the stories that cervantes was satir- satirizing right yeah mm-hmm. but in a way they did that thing that i think a lot of satire winds up doing it's like it ends up still hitting a lot of the buttons of the thing it's critiquing yeah and it works on you the same way and so it's more memorable and engaging in the same way and i just feel like maybe it's some of the cultural context that may that you and i might just not have access to cuz we're not like historians of this era of spain or something mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but i think maybe what what is being satirized if anything in book 2 is just like not registering for me as hard and so whatever cervantes is up to it's way more about like our relationship to a story that exists out in the
0: world. Yeah, like it feels like an early treatise on fandom more than it does yeah. anything, I think. Uh, I, I don't know that that's, there's anything historically to support that assumption, but... <laughs>
1: I think I think it is, you know, and I, I do think there's a long and storied tradition of like um, stories about people who don't know whether or not they're in a story or people who read too many books and then they're like, it kind of causes trouble for them or, you know, you watch too many movies and you think you're in the movie like that. This is one of the first works that deals with that, that we have anyway in the Western Mm -hmm. world. And like Mm -hmm. that is still worthwhile and interesting. I'm just kind of in retrospect, a little surprised at how much you and I are like yearning for part one, which did by the end of it feel a little bit like, okay, I've watched enough Looney Tunes cartoons already. Cervantes like, let's get to something meatier. Right.
0: Yeah. But, but I don't, this is why sequels are tough. Is like, okay. Even, (laughs) even if Cervantes had given us, like if he had given us exactly more of what he gave us in part one, we'd be like, well, this is kind of samey. I want, Something new. I I know I told you I wanted more, but what I wanted was to feel the way that the first book made me feel the first yeah. time I read yeah.
1: it. Yeah.
0: Uh huh. And in this, he, he's giving us something that's much more like meta commentary on m- maybe also books of chivalry, but more directly about his Tanque immediate Hote circumstances and the response yeah. to it. Mm-hmm. And there's something like. I know that Cervantes was a busy guy and he was like, wasn't he like imprisoned or something? He had a lot going on between when these two two books came out. But also I I feel like it's worth noting that he didn't actually publish the thing until after this other person did it and he got really mad about it.
1: Yeah, sure. And
0: so you've got to wonder like, did, did he have a sense of like... You know, do I am I really engaged in in what I'm saying? Have I sort of lost interest in this a little bit? I don't want to make every author who takes a long time to publish out to be like George R. R. Martin, <laughs> but I do like you know when when there's a when there's a big gap, you'd sort of wonder about the the author's like level of enthusiasm and engagement with the with their own work. And I'm just I know I'm totally out on a limb, like not. The th- supported by literally anything. What it's I'm just I'm just I'm just, just asking questions. Just, <laughs> Jesus okay. like we do here.
1: What I do like about that is part two, even more so than part one, but overall Don Quixote as a work is very like it's a very aware of its author, even though Cervantes has like invented a second author in the in the seed character. To, like, create even further distance from between him but and the But then there's text. still...
0: But it's never Seed Hemet saying, I did this, I did that. You still sense the yeah. there's yet another layer of, of remove. Yeah, but... Because there's this other person who's narrating what Seed Hemet is, is doing. And I just,
1: I just love that that was going on hundreds of years ago. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, that stuff feels... It can feel fresh and interesting if someone does it right in a work now, and it's, it's kind of funny and fascinating to think about it. There's a play from the late 1500s, early 1600s that I've probably talked about on our show before. Um, I don't remember who wrote it. It was an Elizabethan drama called The Night of the Burning Pizzle. And it is about a family of uh, lower class people in London who go see a play and or they're just i don't know they're they're not of the people who normally go to the theater and they start mm-hmm. interrupting everything and saying it's fake and they put their servant in and he has to play a knight and they demand all sorts of changes to the play and i remember reading that just being like people were doing this 400 years ago like <laughs> we are, we are kind of like freak out when a show tries to do this
0: on tv now well and yeah I, I was thinking about like I, I keep thinking about the the show Community, which is a, yeah. a big big touchstone like, for treatise yeah. on on meta narrative and in a lot of ways, like was was pretty influential on on sitcoms. And I I know that like uh, Rick and Morty does this, a, a, yeah, too. Sure. Like mm-hmm. all of all the Dan Harmon stuff is sort of interested in stories about stories. Um, but yeah, like that. Kicked off a wave of stuff, but it also wasn't inventing anything because I keep reading Don Quixote and being like, oh, yeah, all this is just like Abed. This is just all Abed. (laughs) Yeah, that's what's cool. I mean, that's what's cool to encounter it here. This is all Abed, like making it into a movie by observing how it's like a movie. Yeah. Like, (laughs)
1: uh-huh. Totally. Totally. Um, alright let's cover a little bit of more what happens this is some f- I'm like excited about this like wrap up conversation we're having but I want to make sure we talk about what happens in the book we talked about the golden sure. head um, they, they're they in between when Don Quixote actually talks to the golden head and it gets revealed to him there's a bit where uh, Don Antonio marches him around town with an I'm Don Quixote sticker on his back which seems <laughs> mean um, I don't know they, everybody
0: knows who Don Quixote is but not everybody knows how to Put his face Face to to his his name. name. Yeah. Yeah. Um they visit the boats. There are sad people on the boats,
1: and they chase down a boat, and that's how we get to this story of the woman who's disguised as a man who's in love with a man disguised as a woman, and some characters are gonna solve this story off camera. They solve
0: it off camera. Like it's just so. It's just kind of it's just kind of there. I don't know. Like in, in in book one again to to take it back to the yeah sort of Shakespearean thing. I feel I feel like characters returned a lot, and like these characters just don't have that much to do. They're doing stuff that's like not that different from what we've seen before, yeah. and so I just don't even know what they're doing here except to like pad. Just pat a little so bit. So there you know? was that, that <laughs> like the
1: one note in here that I, I don't think I got as much from this story, but remember that guy that Sancho met last episode, who's like that random guy who ran to Germany. Sure. Like yeah. that's this woman's dad. And it's like treated as this like big, oh like, oh, he's here. He's her dad. Oh my god. And it's like, yeah, okay. Like this like interesting little a uh, character that Cervantes created to talk about like people fleeing Spain and uh, immigration and emigration and stuff like that's here, but it's also it's just a, another story that feels like some of the other stories we've heard. Um, mm-hmm. Maybe maybe also I'm not as well versed in like what it means for them to be like fighting with Algeria or something.
0: Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah I mean I, I mentioned in. Uh, people in the in the discord were talking about the the quixote project and a couple people just like mentioning that they'd sort of fallen off the last couple episodes because they'd we had been spinning our wheels a little bit Sure, i think that's a fair yeah. criticism but like I, I mentioned you know if we had if either of us had done like an undergrad leveled study of quixote the way that i had done of the odyssey it might be a little bit easier for us to access it yeah uh, yeah like to to because we we are i think we're disengaged from it because it's a little samey but i think if we knew more about the era and whatever he was writing about we wouldn't perceive it as samey and so <laughs> yeah. the conversation would be a little bit different. i think that's
1: yeah i think that is just a there is stuff here that we are surely not covering yeah, thoroughly mm-hmm. um but that night of the white moon shows up and he beats up don quixote Don Quixote is
0: wicked sad about yeah, it. After
1: very <laughs> sad, Sancho's <laughs> very confused. Um, I I honestly, when I saw that it was the named knight of the White Moon, it was a named character. I was like, I guess that's gonna be Carrasco.
0: Yeah, I mean it's it could it wasn't gonna be anyone else. Do you ever think when you're watching Wile e. Coyote cartoons, like what if, what if you just? Iterated on one idea over and over again until it works instead of trying 80 totally different things one time and then immediately giving up on them. And so Carrasco, I think by deciding, listen, I'm just going to try the night, the fake night gambit again. I think that's pretty smart of him.
1: Honestly, better than w- Wily Coyote, better than Cobra Commander, uh huh, better than Megatron. Mm-hmm. Like all of our Saturday morning cartoon villains were like, "Oh, they foiled me! Well, I'm never doing that plan again."
0: I mean, maybe that just says something about like the the privilege of our villain characters is that yeah. they don't know how to deal with failure properly yes Yes, correct and and what it feels what it feels like to iterate on something and to work on something over and over again until you succeed i think if i had
1: one note for rita repulsa from the power rangers it would be listen stop trying to make new things big and make the thing you made big bigger Mm -hmm. like she never made things bigger she just kept making other stuff big and the power rangers would beat it yeah so like,
0: if you're trying to beat the heroes, like, and you get close, try again. Yeah, well, there's just there's no there's no tactical analysis going on. There's no like, oh the ah the the blue Triceratops. Zoo has logged on. Leg, <laughs> like, beat me this time. So I'm gonna do something to a villain that is specifically engineered to yes. counter whatever the blue triceratops leg did to me last time. I'm just gonna the triceratops try out- is one of the feet, right? Yeah.
1: You, um ooh. I don't know what the what the layout was. Right, and that's kind of bumming me out that I don't know. I'm going to
0: look up the Megazord right now? I'm pretty sure yes. Okay. So Triceratops is one of the feet. Sabertooth tiger is the other feet. Yes. Uh the mammoth is looks like both of the arms. It's like the chest and,
1: and the arms.
0: Well, so it's no. both the arms and then the T Rex is the chest.
1: Oh, the T Rex is the chest. Yes, uh huh.
0: But that's only four. Where, the Fifth
1: one? Where's the? Where's the pink one? Where's the pterodactyl? Yeah, where's the pterodactyl go? pterodactyl go? Is it hmm. the sword?
0: Maybe the pterodactyl has the sword. Huh. Oh, maybe the, I think the pterodactyl is the chest. That. I'm looking at this this 166 dollar <laughs> Megazord on GameStop.com, <laughs> and it makes it look like the the pterodactyl is part of the chest.
1: Okay, yeah. okay, sure. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Okay. They're I'm all. Glad, I'm glad we American. figured this out. Um, so again, we talked about this debate between Carrasco and Don Antonio, um, and how Sid Hamet clears some stuff up. So Don Quixote's like, I guess I gotta go home. And I'm not allowed to wear my armor or carry my sword. Don Quixote and Sancho hang out. And they start like they run into one or two people from the Duke and Duchess, and they're like, Why are you here? And then what the guy you, runs yeah. away. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm.
1: Um, they talk about how maybe they should be
0: shepherds. And Don Quixote's madness does begin to take another forum here where he's like, yeah, we're going to be shepherds. We're going to, it feels like a very like six-year-old playground conversation. Yeah. Like, oh yeah. We'll be shepherds. This is my shepherd name and this is your shepherd name. And these are the shepherd names I'm going to invent for th- our other friends at home. And we're all going to make up girlfriends and they're all going to have shepherd names too, but not <laughs> me because I still have Dulcinea, yeah. Who's my girlfriend from another school who yes. you'll meet probably <laughs> in the next couple weeks sometime. Like it just... <laughs>
1: And like while they're talking about this 600 pigs run by 600 wild, 600 to 800 wild pigs run by 600 to
0: 800 feral hogs. Yeah. (laughs) Uh,
1: And then they're talking about the lashes, um, but then some soldiers show up and take them away. Where do the soldiers take them, Andrew? Do you remember? (sighs) I remember to characters that we've already met and i thought oh, we yeah had said the duke, they too. take
0: him back we're back at the duke and duchess for some reason
1: well, they've got some kooky stage play that they're gonna enact where Altisidora's is
0: dead yeah Altisidora, who's the one who like was mean gave to Don him those hats but then was mean to him and he was like "No, no 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 i've got a girlfriend already i can't be with you and anyway she's like fake dead and then everybody comes in pinches Sancho and then she reveals that it was all a ruse and then we leave like I don't understand why we need to go back to these characters again
1: (laughs) it's the suffering of Sancho Panza can cause disenchantment is what there is what we have learned but it's not real
0: speaking of the suffering of sancho panza you you know what i do want to talk about is he does decide he's going to give himself the lashes he does at this point i firmly believe that he has forgotten that he made up the story about dulcinea being enchanted in the first place the duchess convinced him that he didn't make it up the duchess
1: told him That it was real and that he was like basically enchanted (laughs) for saying it in the first place.
0: So he is. If he does honestly believe that to be true, then he is doing don quixote pretty dirty here because he's like okay i'm gonna go out in the woods and i'm gonna i'm gonna do the lashes that you, like you've been asking me to do like once yep. every other chapter for the last 10 chapters <laughs> and he just starts whipping trees they instead also, of whipping himself they
1: negotiate and, a price per lash mm-hmm, that don quixote mm-hmm. is gonna pay him
0: but then, well, it's yeah. good to know the exchange rate, but but oh, yeah. The, yeah, the the book is just talking about how he's like he is whipping the bark off trees <laughs> with how intense his <laughs> lashes are, yeah, and he does this for like two or three nights until Don Quixote is satisfied. I like and the- Don Quixote never never thinks to come out and check, like he no. does trust Sancho to. Yeah,
1: at one point he's like Sancho, it sounds like you're going to kill yourself. You need to stop. Like, yeah. hey buddy, take a break. Um. They do and Sancho
0: Sancho as he does gets a little like cutesy about it. Of course it. he He's, does. Like there's that passage where Don Quixote asks him, like, Oh, do you wanna do you want to whip yourself inside or outside today? And Donkey and Sancho's like I wanna go out among the trees because they, they give me strength and it's it's like they're <laughs> taking the lashes for me or whatever it is that he says.
1: What a guy what a good friend we made along this podcast in Sancho Panza. Um, they meet a they meet a friend of fake Don Quixote, which that story was a little confusing to me, but I liked how it ended, which was they like found a magistrate and made the magistrate like write into law that the fake Don Quixote is not the Don Quixote that's standing there, which is just a weird way for Cervantes to be like, even Don Quixote doesn't want the fake Don Quixote to exist. We're going to put it into local, like, you know, public ordinance that mm-hmm. this guy isn't real. It's yeah. like this when is, you, this This you know, whole
0: chapter is just, like, it, it is... I read in one of the footnotes, like, this is a character who appears in the fake Quixote Oh, book. that's what it was, yes. Yeah, yes, this, and yes. so he... Says he immediately is like, "Oh, you're way funnier than the other guy who uh, who that's told right." Me Sancho, was, Sancho was not
1: funny. This yeah. Sancho funny,
0: <laughs> and so yeah, he just ends up signing. This whole chapter is about this guy signing this notarized affidavit that the other Don Quixote is fake. I love it. Don't I like put that. It in the, don't put it in the papers that I got mad. I'm not mad. I
1: love it. Um And then they go home. There's bad omens at the village. There's like. I don't know Don Quixote is not feeling good about coming home Um, because
0: he he's just he's sort of embarrassed about getting humbled yeah yeah Yeah.
1: Um, but everyone's trying to be nice to him um, and he tells everybody that he wants to be a wandering shepherd after he spends a year in house arrest same. And they're like, I think he
0: wants to be—he wants to be a shepherd, like as part of his house arrest. Like while he can't be a knight, he wants to be a shepherd instead.
1: Sure, I do think it involves some roving, though. So maybe eventually he will go off. But either way, he wants to be a shepherd. And uh, then the next chapter, he dies.
0: (laughs) He dies, and and the death, as I think we mentioned, is just all about like there's this whole like seed at thing at the end. Where uh, Cid Himet is telling us, uh, uh, for me alone was Don Quixote born and I for him. He knew how to act and I to write. The two of us alone are one, despite and regardless of the false Torsidean writer who dared or will dare to write with a coarse and badly designed ostrich feather about the exploits of my ver- valorous knight. For it is not a burden for his shoulders or a subject for his cold creativity. And you will warn him if you ever happen to meet him, to let the weary and crumbling bones of Don Quixote rest in the grave and not attempt, contrary to all the statutes of death, to carry them off to Castilla Castilla la Vieja, removing him from the tomb where he really and truly lies, incapable of undertaking a third journey or a new sally. You can't do another Don Quixote. I killed him. He he regained his... Sanity right at the end and then he's Dead there are like two things That yeah. are keeping anybody from Doing Don Quixote after this he's Dead he's That's, gone good Good day sir I you honest, lose <laughs> <laughs> I like
1: that About the, the cinematic stuff at the end I honestly hadn't thought about I was struggling with Why Don Quixote Like recants Whatever you want to call it so what happens is He's on his deathbed he kind of blacks out And then he wakes up and he's like, oh, my God, I'm Alonzo Quijano again. Mm -hmm. And I'm so sorry for everything that happened. And I can't believe I read all those books. I'm so sad about everything that happened to Sancho. I'm gonna leave him a bunch of money. My niece is allowed to marry whomever she wants, unless he reads romance books.
0: Unless he reads the chivalry books, and then if she does marry that person, then she doesn't get a she doesn't get a red cent. And I yeah. think I think that was the I think that's the nut of this is it's like coming back to the original intent of the book, which is to critique these like. I just perceived trashy chivalry books. And at the end, it's, you know, the main character wakes up and it's like, I've been such an idiot this whole time. <laughs> <laughs> I like, don't know. Like, if, if, if you are the kind of person who thinks Don Quixote is awesome or that, like, Walter White is a. No. Is a protagonist no. to be emulated. Like, actually, you were wrong. And I'm going to repent on my deathbed and I'm going to die and be dead. I just feel like there's a there's. I there's a lot of
1: interpretations for this book and I'm sad to see Don Quixote go. He's a he's at heart a good dude and I feel like there's like an element of it where the world is leaving him behind, of leaving like the nobleness, the goodness behind. He's obviously got his flaws. I'm not saying he's perfect. Yeah,
0: never. I mean that that's part of the point of the book too is that To the extent that Don Quixote wants to go out and do good, like the the mode that he is trying to do it is totally anachronistic and and outdated. Even in even in the world that he's in, let alone ours.
1: Yeah, which is like why I hear I hear you on the like we're circling back to the original critique and satires of part one. But at this point I've spent so long like with Don Quixote and it feeling like Cervantes actually does care about Don Quixote so much so that he will spend chapters bemoaning the fake one and whatever that like I don't know I kind of was saddened or upset by him being like no it was all a dream like
0: I think that's why I think that's why he's bringing it back. Like it, it has been a long time. You have been spending a lot of time with this character, and then like Cervantes has too. I mean, I feel like he just wants to bring it back and put a button on it instead of the button leaving is it what open, makes them yeah yeah open for interpretation. The but the button it, it's makes both most about yeah. it's both about really sticking it to this this Torcedian guy, <laughs> yeah, and also about you know, reminding everyone what the point of the work was in the first place. That, that's what I think, but I'm just an idiot well, on the internet. So. I don't
1: think you're an idiot. I just think you... <laughs> that's generous. I don't think you, you're an idiot about this. <laughs> but i I just didn't find it a convincing, like... Uh, return to the original thesis. I, I felt like it happens it was, awful quickly. Yeah, and it felt it felt more tragic than the original satirical thesis feels, and so I, I just have like mixed feelings about it. In a way that I think, in a way that I respect the work for. I'm not like, ugh, this was underwhelming. It's more just like I found myself moved by it in a way that is a little confusing i was also moved by when sancho like doesn't want him to die and so let me just read these guys love each other don't die senor your grace should take my advice and live for many years because the greatest madman um, a madness a man can commit in this life is to let himself die just like that without anybody killing him or any other hands ending his life except those of melancholy look don't be lazy, but get up from that bed and let's go to the countryside, dressed as shepherds, just like we arranged. Maybe behind some bush, we'll find Senor Doña Dulcinea, disenchanted, as pretty as you please. Like he didn't get a, re- a resolution to the Dulcinea thing.
0: Yeah, there's guy. no resu- there's no resolution to that. I did I did find it a little cute that moment, right after he regains his like clarity or whatever, where he starts. Saying to his friends like, "Oh, I'm I'm this I'm me again. I, I yeah I renounce all the chivalry stuff," and they are all like, "Is this just a new kind of madness? Yeah, that he's that he's displaying." And they're all like, "Well, you don't you want to? No, you, you we, we heard this about Dulcinea or whatever it is that they th- these people whose only aim this entire time has been to get him just to." get home and sit in bed until he realizes that he's not a knight anymore. Yeah. They have this moment where they are the ones like pushing the knight fantasy on him because it's just like reflexive for them at, the, at this point, I think.
1: Well, and, and um, they've, sp- yeah, they've spent so much time with that version of him. They... Like there there that version of him has these like interesting values and thoughts on the world when he's not being a goober and like here's this guy being like it's all stupid. Let me die. Bye. And like that's not a <laughs> it doesn't feel like a fun interaction. Sure. It's very yeah. chilling. Mm-hmm. Um it's yeah, it's so it's such a strange ending
0: to this book. It really it really like contained entirely within the space of the last chapter which is yeah not the shortest chapter in the book but it's on the shorter side of, yeah. of the chapters in the book to just all of a sudden be like and then he got sick and died at the end and and feel, he likes- does feel does feel very abrupt especially when it is building it's the 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 end of the book here is clearly building toward an an ending. But then to have overall works, I think. Yeah, yeah. But then, but then to have it just like swerve into, and then he died because he's my IP, and I don't want you to use him anymore. (laughs)
1: Is yeah, (laughs) heck yeah, man.
0: Is that how copyright? Like, if if Walt Disney didn't want anybody to steal Mickey Mouse, he would just have to do one last Mickey Mouse cartoon (laughs) where Mickey dies.
1: I think an (laughs) under-discussed portion of how Don Quixote is like. This like, it's a, you know, it's the first novel. It's also like this really interesting work of modernism from 500 years ago. It's also about controlling your (laughs) dang IP so that no one can make a red set off of what you're doing. Yeah. It's funny to me.
0: Mm -hmm. Any closing thoughts? I feel like we've been just kind of peppering closing thoughts throughout the last like 40 minutes, but anything we haven't talked about that you want to talk about um i think i might be good but if you have anything remaining i can like muster up conversation about it
1: no i don't think there's a <laughs> new conversation to have i enjoyed reading it mostly i'm like thinking through the ebb and flow of our experience with it i feel like we came back around on it in these last two episodes in a way that we didn't with dante
0: the middle of the of of book two of of Don Quixote was tough. Yeah, it's it's just it just feels a little saggy. Like it, it feels like he Cervantes is maybe either I don't know how to know what he's saying or he mm. didn't have as much to say. Yeah, but like that was my experience of reading it. Like yeah. I definitely think if you want to read Don Quixote. One, like the iconic windmill moment happens in like v- yep. so early, yep. <laughs> like so, so early, <laughs> but I I think you could just read book one and then stop if you wanted to. Like, I think that that is the more like iconic and memorable of the, of the two halves of, of the thing. It's not that this half doesn't have its moments, but it definitely was not as. Fun to to read or, or to talk about in, in spots.
1: I kind of wish we had gotten to the Duke and Duchess stuff sooner. Like the Duke or and just, Duchess, or just
0: like what if they weren't in it? Well, <laughs> what if they? <laughs> I I
1: think I I have more patience for them than you do. But they did come in. Much... i'm ready to
0: blame them for everything i didn't like about this book at this point
1: <laughs> i feel like a, a whole bunch of book two had happened before we even met them and they're actually what kick off to me what book two is about which is these characters um kind of resting control from don quixote and he is no longer the one who's like you know Moving us on to the next adventure, it is these people foisting adventures upon him, which is very different from book one. Mm-hmm. Um, but th- it takes a while to get there, and I then just, we have to I, have another. But mm. we've spent so much time with them that then when Don Antonio shows up as the like the little capstone on it, we're like, I've met these people already, Cervantes. Yeah, sure,
0: like I, I just the way that book two began with like people in. Don Quixote's village being like, oh, Don Quixote is a book, and everybody knows about yeah. him. Like, I, I feel like meeting people in the world, like on the road, who have experienced Don Quixote as a person, and whose interactions with him are different because they know about him, mm. and who maybe even I mean, th- there is what he's doing with the Duke and Duchess is interesting. Like, it, like if you make don quixote's fantasies real even if you're only play acting like you are doing something yeah you were sort of you're still sort of validating him and his worldview in a way like you're kind of playing into it in a way Uh, i kind of wish we had just like stayed on the road and seen more forms of what that interaction looks like, like mm. maybe do the Duke and Duchess thing where but they're just like on sitting on, well, they're just like sitting on unlimited money and they're like, Oh, we're going to hire a million actors and they're all going to play, sure. pretend all this stuff. I, and
1: is there a class thing there that we're not looking at? Like we don't have time to go into it, but I wonder if that's part of it too. Like
0: it might, it might be, it might
1: like be. there's a lot of like, I they're feel like sitting, the
0: footnotes didn't mention that, but no. but the footnotes overall
1: were, they were I chill. Grossman was kind of chill with them.
0: Grossman was way more. I'd hate to like nest all our thoughts, so I'm sorry if I interrupted. No, no, you're fine. But just like a a note on the translation and on Grossman's footnotes is they are pretty overwhelmingly about explaining turns of phrase that make sense in Spanish but don't make sense in English. And like occasionally explaining a couple, like some historical references, but it's definitely like way short of. Um, of an, of divine comedy or even oh I think Wilson's Odyssey in yeah. terms of like providing context for what's going on in the story
1: yeah you know I, mean? I think that's I think that's right I, I wonder too if that's just because like it was a mix of there's a lot more of it in book one a lot of her footnotes were explaining the various like book references and things uh-huh. too. Mm-hmm. That tapered off in book two because of the nature of what book two is. And you're right. It did skew a little bit more into like helping explain why Sancho sounded silly sometimes or whatever it might be. Yeah. Um, And I think, too, maybe that's just a part of it being a slightly more modern work than something like Homer, where it's like drawing from so many other mythologies that needed explaining and like some, uh, there's a lot more for lack of a better word, like theory crafting about what the various like governments being referenced and, and geography being referenced were. Whereas like this is a little bit more modern history. Um But yeah, it was, it was a light touch. I overall, the translation I really enjoyed because when it was being funny, I could tell it was being funny and that's very hard to do for me sometimes on the
0: written yeah. page. Yeah. I mean, there, there were definitely some footnotes that had to explain some jokes, but, as tired of it as I was by the end, like all the, I got it. All the, um, the, what's the word? The proverbs, the, the proverb stuff. Yes. All the proverb stuff is coming through. Yeah, for sure. It's it like registering. It does funny. Yeah. <laughs> you, Even if I oh. wasn't laughing by the end.
1: Okay. Sancho, I see what you did there. Yeah. yeah. Well, Andrew, we did it. We did it. We're done. And, and just like Cervantes says he's dead. We're done with him. <laughs>
0: Yeah, uh, Craig and I are both killing the Jagged Little Mill versions of ourselves, and nobody can do another season of Jagged Little Mill. It's over, it's done, forget about it. Yes. Never uh, happened.
1: If you, the listener, have thoughts about Don Quixote, we'd love to hear them, actually. Um, You can send them to us at OverduePod at Gmail. I think
0: especially if you've actually studied the the work and have any like context for like either conclusively proving or disproving any of the stuff that we've <laughs> hypothesized during this conversation. I would love to hear about it. Send I'd it to, to overdue
1: pod it. at gmail.com. Hit us up on Facebook and Twitter at overdue pod. Um, Andrew, if
0: folks want to know more about the show, where do they go? Those folks can go to overduepodcast.com where we have links to the books that we have read and are going to read as well as links you can use to subscribe to the show. Um we have our uh, when is this going to post to the main feed? Is it still going to be March?
1: End of March is when this hits the main okay, feed. Okay, we'll
0: have our April schedule up soon. Uh in the meantime, uh our next long read project, we've talked about it a few times, just to remind everybody, it's Goosebumps. Uh-huh. Us Two Bums are going to talk about a curated selection of eight Goosebumps books. Six like big tent poles for the series including the first four in order and yep. then a couple that Craig and I have picked. It's going to be a way to sort of celebrate Spooktober throughout the year. And we are really excited about it. And I think it'll be a little shorter and a little lighter than the, the Quixote stuff has been. And maybe give us a little bit more like a variety in the conversations that we're having. Yeah. Um, it'll be fun. I'm excited. Yeah. I'm excited. I'm, I'm, I'm really eager to to get going on it.
1: Yep. If you uh, are not getting those long read project episodes early, you want to find out more about it, go to patreon.com slash overdue pod. Thanks to our Patreon supporters for making these long read projects possible. We would not be doing them without you. And we definitely wouldn't have kind of dug into Don Quixote the way we did, which, again, we hit a low point
0: in book two i think this uh, this last episode has been good actually but I i'm gonna tell i'm gonna tell all the discord people actually that last episode is pretty good <laughs> i do think it was pretty good and i think we had
1: a good time with this book overall it just took a
0: little bit longer than we expected there's just this there's just a saggy part and like honestly same same
1: there's a saggy part. <laughs>
0: You know what all we everybody. say
1: at the end of every episode of Jagged Little
0: Mill. Let our weary and crumbling bones rest in the grave. I think this this last episode has been good, actually. I'm going to tell all the Discord people, actually, that last episode is pretty good. <laughs> I
1: do think it was pretty good. And I think we had a good time with this book overall. It just took a little bit longer than we
0: expected. There's just this there's just a saggy part. And like honestly, same. Same. There's a saggy part.
1: <laughs> you know what right, we everybody. say at the end of every episode of Jagged Little Mill?
0: Let our weary and crumbling bones rest in the grave.
1: I am my Don Quixote, the lord of La Mancha, my Stan, he calls and I go.